Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. Marvin is on, Mike Molyneux. We are here as the Patriots wrap up their 2018 season with a victory over the New York Jets, 38-2-3 at Gillette Stadium. The Patriots finish, finish off the season with an 11-5 record, 8-0 at home, Marv. They yeah. go throughout the whole season and never take a loss in their home stadium. But overall, Marv, again, 11-5. and five. Patriots are the second seed right now heading into the playoffs. You know, obviously, we're get, we'll get into the Jets game and, you know, how they looked. But just something that you're taking away from this 2018 season, what's one thing or a couple of things that you maybe just take away from how the New England Patriots look this year? So you're talking about the performance out of the year. Performance, the 2018 season. What's something that you take away from it? This was a year, uh, well, I guess road, on the road. This team was a different team on the road. Um, whether you, lack of discipline, you can blame it on personnel, whatever it may be, this team did not get it done on the road. And it was between all different types of talents. You lost to teams that are not going to make the playoffs in the, um, in the Lions and Jaguars. You know, um, big games that – Looking down the line, you should have won Miami Miami Dolphins. You know, that's a game that still we can look back at and be like, damn, Patriots could have got the number one seed. It was right there for the, the take. The number one seed was right there for the take. You know, the five losses compared to um, Los Angeles or Kansas City's four, four losses, that could be something that we look back into in weeks to come. So I think road, how this team performed on the road, obviously wasn't great. And then the, the offensive walls, you know, we can always talk about defensive walls, but usually Patriots are stable when it comes to the offense. And this year it wasn't there, you know, Gronk wasn't his best this year. Edelman has slowed down and Tom Brady wasn't elite. He wasn't the elite quarterback that we've seen from week in and week out. He had, he's had moments like tonight. He had a great game tonight. He went for, I believe, um, he went for 250, 250 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. You know, Brady had a great game. But then there's been weeks where he's thrown for, what, 100 yards, no touchdowns, a couple interceptions. I think he had 11 interceptions for the year. So you, had, you didn't get elite Brady. You had great, good Tom Brady, not elite. Running backs were coming in and out throughout, throughout yeah. this year. And so the offensive walls and the road losses is what – I think of when you think of this 2018 season. I have to agree with you 100%. Obviously, 
Uh, the road, it was a tough season on the road for the Patriots. But, again, offensively, kind of going off of what you said, uh, a breakout rookie season for Sony Michelle. Who would have ever thought, obviously, the Patriots took him pretty high in the draft, and who would have ever thought he would have performed the way that he did? And now people can look at Sony Michelle and say, okay, Patriots have their running back of the future. You know, this is a guy who you feel, obviously, as, as long as Tom Brady's still the quarterback, you know, the game will never be fully on Sony Michelle's back. He will never be consistently relied upon to do to get 20 plus carries. I mean, he'll get it here and there when the Patriots decide to go that route with their game plan. But it seems as if the Patriots legit have a running back that they can rely upon and depend upon moving forward in the future. But let's get back to this game a little bit. Obviously, again, Tom Brady had a great game. Um, kind of, if you look at it in comparison to last week, you know, Brady didn't do much. Right. Again, the game was more run-oriented, and Sony Michelle had his way, you know, in terms of getting the carries and the amount of time, you know, he was involved in the offense. Then you bounce uh, and look at today's performance. Brady, 33 passing attempts, 24 completions, 250 yards, four touchdowns. He was spreading the ball around, which is something that you – really want to see him do. And let's be honest, Ben, this game wasn't competitive. Not so at all. The, the first half and the second half numbers will not be the same. Of course, you know, 250 yards already through, but if this was a competitive game, you know it would have been for more yards. Everyone would have been better. By the second half, the offense stalled a little bit. You're just you're playing by the pace of the game. You know, everything slowed down. First half, Patriots got to it. They understood how important this game was. You know, we'll talk about the drives where Brady was spreading the ball around. I call this game the Hogan-Dorsett game. True. This is the game where, you know, you don't have Gordon in this game. Last week it was just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. This week you need to understand what you have in this passing game. You have to understand what do you have going into the playoffs. And Hogan and Dorsett are going to be guys that need to step up. So looking at Hogan's numbers, he has six receptions for 64 yards, 11 targets. Mm -hmm. You have Dorsett, five receptions, 34 yards, a touchdown, um, five and five targets. So he caught all, all of his targets. Dorsett's a guy, bro, from week one to week four. He was he was playing very well. Brady was looking, the top target. Yeah, Brady was looking for him. You know, he out targeted Chris Hogan. Yep. Brady was looking at him on third down situations, and Dorsett showed him showed up today. You know, we saw him in a couple of jet sweeps. That touchdown he grabby had was a great catch, great sure throw was. from Brady, great catch from Dorsett. So that's that has to feel good for him going into playoffs, knowing that you know he could be big. Last year against the Jaguars, you know he made some big catches against them. So this is something to get Dorsett's confidence back up. Yeah, I hear you a hundred percent. And again, like you said, you got to get these guys acclimated into the offense more because that's who you will depend on um, to have big games in the postseason. Like you said, Josh Gordon is out the picture. Edelman's there, but if we're going to be honest about it, Edelman is an older, older receiver on this team. Um, so guys like Dorsett, guys like Hogan, definitely will need them to step up. Now, a question that came up looking at the comments coming in from Travis uh, Cactus Jack Scott. He asked, is it possible, you know, the Patriots are saving Gronk, you know, just to release him, release him and have old school Gronk type games and numbers in the playoffs where, you know, the games are the high, the stakes are high. It's important. Are they saving Gronk to have him go off in the playoffs? Me, I personally say 
no, this is just who Gronk is. Because in all honesty, if you're saving Gronk, which sounds like a great plan, but there would have been some games sprinkled in throughout the season that we would have saw, said, oh, that's the Gronk. Okay, you know, this guy is capable of having big games. We didn't really see much of that this off this season. Um, just more of Gronk, you know, being a huge guy in the blocking game, couple catches here and there. We saw games where Gronk didn't even get targeted. I can't see that transi- transitioning into just Gronk just having major monster numbers in the divisional round, possibly the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. I, I think it's an excellent question. Yeah. Like, that's, it's a very great question, good question. And, you know, we saw game one, right, against, if you remember, against the Texans, Gronk was great. But the whole story was, sheesh, Brady was really looking at Gronk down the, down the seam. Mm-hmm. How long can Brady throw to Gronk down the seam? And you have to understand another thing. Gronk, his contract's incentives. Yeah, true. It's all incentives. So he needs to get those touchdowns. He needs to get those catches. And we saw early in the season, Brady was force-feeding Gronk. Because that's his guy. At the end of the day, you know, we remember Gronk, he axed a trade to go to Detroit to play with Brady. Those guys have a special relationship. But Gronk started to slow down a little bit. He wasn't the same. Brady stopped looking forward to him. So I think, you know, subconsciously, Brady also wants to keep him for the playoffs as well. You know he's going to be huge. But I don't think Gronk's going to be that guy in the playoffs that gets, you know, eight catches in the game. But he's going to be a key factor. You know, we saw him earlier in this game. He, he looked pretty good out there. There was there was one play that got turned back off of um, a blocking from Dwayne Allen where he was running. He, he showed some speed. He showed some burp, shaking off some tackles a little bit. And that, as a Patriots fan, you when you saw that, you had to be rejoiced. They're saying, okay, going into this playoff, we're going to get maybe an 80% of Gronk, Gronkowski. And that's good. That's something you have to, you know, going forward, you have to be happy about, especially having Dwayne Allen there to take some of the blocking schemes as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Gronk, at the end of the day, he is very important and vital to this team. Obviously, even if he's not out there getting, you know, 10 targets, putting up two or three touchdowns, what Gronk still brings to the game in terms of everything else he does, blocking and whatnot, is still vital and will be important uh, to this team as they proceed through the playoffs. I saw a comment coming in from Clifton Brown saying, very encouraging to see this team come together at the right time. Defense stepped up, forced turnovers, stopped on critical plays. Tom Brady looks ready. Edelman stepped up. Trey Flowers causing havoc. Excellent game from all those guys he mentioned. Edelman, Brady, Trey Flowers. Right. But, again, it's against the New York it's Jets. The, the sorry-ass New York it's against Jets. The New York let's, Jets. Let's, let's be I will say this, though. A game like this, even though, yes, you're supposed to blow them up. Yes, you're supposed to beat them. You're supposed to dominate them. I will say a game can, like this can still be used as a confidence booster. The yep. fact that Brady can just was going out there just slinging it to Edelman with no problem, scrambling, finding Dorsett in the back. You saw James White go back to doing James White things that he was doing early in the season. Yes, you're supposed to beat this team, but getting a win and performing like this is a huge confidence. Who, who wouldn't want to walk off the field – and say, man, I had a great game. Obviously, yes, it's against an inferior opponent in the Jets. But walking off the field saying, man, I got some great plays, made some great moves. Everybody's still healthy. You know, obviously, I think the one 
injury that maybe talked about is McCordy, who I second and Hightower and Hightower. But Hightower turned to the right. field, I'm pretty sure. But McCordy, you know, left the game, head injury, concussion. I think something along those lines. Part everybody's looked healthy. You know, everybody left the game healthy. A couple bruises, whatnot. It's football, but you have to be happy with how the game went, how the team played, and just take that momentum and ride it moving forward. I mean, Patriots played, you know, the Bills twice, Dolphins twice, Jets twice. And those games, outside of this one, those games were all fairly close. And so to come out here and actually, you know, not have them scored one touchdown. Of course, Jets, it was their last game. They weren't going to kick field goals. They were trying to prove, you know, something. This last game, they, record, they only have four wins. Why kick field goals at this point? So, you know, the game was a little skewed in that era. But 38-3. to three, you dominate the game as you should. Absolutely. You you leave with hopefully not too big of an injury. We'll see what happens with McCordy's concussion. But you have that bye. The bye week is secured. That's what you got two weeks now to really rest up, get ready for whoever your opponent is. You're going to get the highest seed of whoever you face into the wild card. So it's going to be a tough matchup regardless of what happens here. Get healthy and see what you can do. At Gillette, you're 8-0. You are undefeated at home, so you have to feel good about that. And the next matchup is looking like it's going to be either, you know, maybe the Chargers or Kansas City. Whether that will be home or away is to be determined. But right now you just got to focus on staying healthy and winning your game, your matchup in Gillette Stadium. So I just spoke a lot on, you know, the offense and guys, you know, Edelman, James White, Brady playing well. And moving into the playoffs, obviously I think – even though the season has had a little bit of an up and down feel to it, I think the general feeling is that as long as you have Brady on the field, the offense, in a sense, will find a way. Whether it's Dorsett having big games, whether it's Hogan, the offense will find a way to be somewhat pretty much productive in these playoff games. Defensively, though, I see the comments coming in, guys saying that they definitely still don't trust the defense. Clifton saying this is the worst defense since 2011 um the defense honestly like i just said you'll trust brady as long as brady's out there you'll trust and believe that they'll find a way to get the job done regular season's over we saw the defense play all the way from week one all the way to week 17. is this a defense that you can really firmly believe can carry you to possibly a ninth super bowl appearance Yes. Absolutely. This defense can get you there. It's my, I, like I said to start off the show, my concern is not on this defense. I haven't seen see, – Clifton said this is the worst since 2011. Yes, we've seen, some, we've seen some bad performances from this defense, obviously. But out of the five losses that you had, what team really gave you the business crazy on points? Dolphins, 34 points. They, they dropped on you the fluke play at the end. You were supposed to beat that. You scored 33. The loss against the Titans, you couldn't score. The um, the loss against the Lions, you couldn't score. You only scored 10 points. The loss against the Jaguars, you only scored 20 points. So the, the losses that the Patriots suffered, you can make an argument that the offense didn't show up. And that's the major, that's the major concern here. The defense is what it is. You know, you have guys like Trey Flowers who had a monster game. Hightower's been healthy all season. Hightower, you know, cross our fingers. You know, luckily he's been healthy all season. Gilmore. Playing out of his mind. Gilmore is 
balling. Doesn't matter who you put in front of him, he's shutting down that receiver to the point that quarterbacks don't even throw at him no more. So you have some key pieces there. J.C. Jackson, he's a kid that I've loved seeing him develop and really starting to become a focal part of this defense in the secondary. You know, you know what you're going to get from Harmon and McCourty. Yes, this defense isn't great. Yes, they do let up points at times. Tight ends, they can't stop. The they can't. They haven't been able to stop the run, even though they did a great job against uh, McGuire today. But it's the Jets. The Jets it's suck. The Jets, yeah. they, they had a, a horrible luck with Sean McCoy last week. They suck as well. So you saw what um Samuels did to you against the, in the Pittsburgh game. Sure you did. know, the running, the running, stopping the run has been a problem. It's going to continue being a problem. But the Patriots need to put up points. This game, you didn't have Josh Gordon, so you had to, you know, see what you have with Chris Hogan, see what you have with Philip Dorsett, and that was encouraging. It was encouraging to see Chris Hogan get 11 targets and produce. We haven't seen that a lot this year at all. I'm, You know, I came in this show and I called him the mascot. He was the mascot of the team because he completely just disappeared. So it was really good to see Hogan, you know, do something when the ball was thrown to him. So get this offense right. Brady looked pretty good today. You know, he was moving around in the pocket, which I've been trying to see him do more often, and this team will be fine. The defense is not my concern, not my biggest concern. You got some people that agree with you out there too, Marv. Even our guy Derek says the defense is not as bad as it was last year. Um, so, you know, you got some people who agree with you. Obviously, yes, both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, there are issues, but, you know, it remains to be seen if – you know, this defense can sustain the momentum coming off of this game. You only gave up three points. Again, yes, I understand it is the Jets, but you walk off the field at the end of the day, you're saying to yourself, your teammates, hey, we gave up three points, uh, four sacks on the day, couple fumbles, you know. Right. Um, you can't be mad at that. Defensively, it was a solid game when you're forcing turnovers, you're getting to the quarterback and you're holding them to three points. One guy I want to talk about, though, you know he's always going to come up. Season's over, so now you can really examine. Tom Brady. He's 41 years old. Season has come to an end, 2018 season. He finishes the year with, I think, 29 touchdowns. Yeah, 11, 11. 11 interceptions. interceptions. Uh, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards. QB rating somewhere around, you know, 95 something around there at 41 years old i don't think we expect tom brady to completely fall off and drop from there you know it was a pretty solid season wasn't an mvp season right. obviously but at the same time i'm pretty sure a lot of teams will take these stats from tom brady 20 almost 30 touchdowns 11 interceptions would you be satisfied at seeing Tom Brady at 42 years old do something similar to Absolutely. 42 Absol years old, and he <laughs> can put up the stats. Absolutely, Mike. No question. I don't think anyone would be upset if Tom Brady comes back and has those numbers. And you look at with the personnel he had. That you is got, true. You have to look with the personnel he, he had, and he had those numbers. Look. I get it. He's slowed down. Yes, he hasn't been as accurate. Yes, he's missed some throws. He even missed some throws in this game as well. Sure down in, He missed some throws. And he's going to do that. He's normal. He's a human. He's starting to get humanized. But you're telling me at the age of 42, he's going to give me 29 and 11, throw for over 4,000 yards, a high um, QBR rating? I'm going to take it 
every single time. Sony Michelle and those guys, they are going to develop. You're gonna hopefully you're gonna get better, you know, a better receiving core where Julian Edelman doesn't have to get 10 targets a game. Gronk is what you get from Gronk. You know, you have a you have a lot of needs for next year going forward, but for right now, you can't be upset of the season you had from Tom Brady. Over, overall look of it, yes, it's a shock because we're so used to seeing Tom Brady be superhuman. The guy just came from an MVP season. He just had an MVP season, and now he went from MVP to good, and we haven't seen that in a very long time, since maybe 2006, all right? So that's over how many years ago? 12 years we haven't seen him be just good Tom Brady. So of course it's a shock, but you gotta take you gotta take what you could get. This will still be better than any quarterback you could have brought in for this year, any rookie you could have brought in from this year. Tom Brady's your best quarterback. So with these stats, assuming you know the level of play that we've seen from Tom Brady is what we'll see from Tom Brady next year. How different do these stats look next year at 42 years old if he has weapons to work with? The touchdown numbers go up. I think you you know touched it for, for over, throwing over for four thousand yards. That's great. You if you you'll take that every year. You know the numbers spiked this year for all the quarterbacks. Regardless, this was a, a offensive year. You got guys like Mahomes and throwing ridiculous types Breeze. of numbers. Breeze, everyone's throwing ridiculous numbers, and so everyone's numbers really went up. It spiked. But if you can get four thousand plus yards, you know some of those interceptions. Even eleven interceptions, not bad, but a lot of those interceptions this year, if you watch the game, were tip passes from mm -hmm. Tom Brady. 29 interceptions is good. It could be higher with a better off, better offensive weapon. Um, the, running, the running game was good this year with Sonny Michelle and James White when you had that duel. So you can't be... You can't be too upset. Better offensive core, this just means more wins at the end of the day. Very true indeed. So I'm seeing questions yeah, coming questions in. Here. Seeing questions come in, you know, and this is similar to something that uh, we recently talked about on the Patriots Roundtable, about who do you possibly fear the Patriots facing in the divisional round and who would you, you know, preferably would like to see them play that they can probably beat. You know, I came out and said a team that I fear the Patriots playing in the divisional round would be the Los Angeles Chargers. A team that I don't fear that I hope make their way to Gillette the Baltimore Ravens. That's just me. I feel like similar to today and throughout the whole season and throughout, you know, all the years Belichick has been around. I don't believe a rookie quarterback can come to Gillette Stadium in a playoff game and get the win. In this situation, that'd be Lamar Jackson. I don't feel as great as Lamar Jackson has been playing for the Ravens. Right. He strung along a couple of wins. I don't see Lamar Jackson with the lights super bright Divisional round of the playoffs, first playoff game of his career, coming to Gillette Stadium and leading his team. They don't really have a major running game. This is not Ray Rice from 2009 who's mm -hmm. who's going to go off and, and, and have it, a big game against you. It just you. It doesn't matter who's running the ball this season. <laughs> that's, that's also true. I mean, Ravens do have a solid defense. But against, more than solid. Their, their defense is, is – give the, their defense credit. Their against, defense is more than solid. They, they're, yes, they're good. But against the Patriots at Gillette Stadium – I feel like if I had to take a pick, give me the Ravens instead of Los Angeles Chargers and Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, those guys coming in. That's just me. Okay. So the um, the team I would like to see would 
would be a team that won't happen, unfortunately. I will, out of the Colts and Tennessee Titans, I don't care who it is. <laughs> I would love to see them come to Gillette, but the way how the schedule worked, that won't, that really won't happen. Uh, I don't fear the Ravens as much just because, yes, their defense is great, but I don't know if you give Belichick the time to prepare for Lamar Jackson that he'd have a way to slow that down. Mm. Texans, Texans is a team that they come in here, which is a great possibility, they can give you trouble. You know, they have Bill O'Brien and that team has not had much success, but this is not the same team you faced in week one. True. Deshaun Watson's finally starting to get into a rhythm. They did lose um what's the receiver that they lost? Demarius. Demarius. They lost Demarius Thomas. But Lamar Miller is hitting his stride. The offense is going into defense, man. That the if you have an offense, if you are struggling, if you're struggling on offense like you have been this year, you lost weapons. This defense can really shut you down. It's going to make it a very tough game for you. Yes, you're undefeated at home, but let's not say, oh, we'll never lose at home just because of the fact where things could happen. So if there's a team in the divisional round that I would not want to see, I, you have to put the Houston Texans up there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams, these teams are making the playoffs for a reason. So they all have areas uh, where they are threats. Uh now, there would be a threat to the Patriots, whether it be offensively, defensively. Um, there's a lot of teams that, hey, you don't know what could happen. Like you just said, yes, the mystique of Gillette Stadium, Patriots playing at home, it's there. You know, they have a good track record, but you never know what's going to happen. One thing my dad always says coming into games, you just have to let the game play because you never know how it's going to unfold. doesn't matter if a team's a favorite. Anybody could get beaten anytime. So right. – you know, as these games unfold, the four o'clock games get started and everything shakes out and falls into place, we'll, you know, obviously have a better understanding of who the Patriots will be facing, who they're going up against. Uh, again, like I said, Los Angeles Chargers, that's a team right there that, you know, obviously I think many people think the Kansas City Chiefs might be the team to come up the AFC. Or a lot of people probably feel like, hey, they're still the New England Patriots. They're probably the team to come out of the AFC. Chargers as well. Nobody, nobody really talks too much about the Chargers. And I feel like if there's a year that Phillip Rivers finally can put his name in the same circle as other guys that have been in his era that have made Super Bowls, this is the year for Phillip Rivers to do that. So I've really liked how the Chargers have played throughout the season. Watch out for that team because they can cause some, some major damage against whoever they face. Absolutely. You know, more questions are coming in. Who do we believe is the Patriots season MVP? Whew. I love that question. I'm going to say it right now. It's going to be two defensive players, either Gilmore or Trey Flowers. They have been consistent. They have been there every game. They have not had a bad game. Mm -hmm. Been there every game, showed up. You know, Trey Flowers, he might have missed a, um, a game or two now that I remember, but I'd say Gilmore and Trey Flowers, Mike. Those are those are the two guys that has really held it down. Gilmore has been special this year. Yes. Coming off of last year where we were ripping him apart, yeah. you know, giving him all that money besides Malcolm Butler and not really getting accustomed to the system. But ever since that game um, in the playoffs, I believe, against the Jaguars, where he batted the, the last throw, he's just been on a streak. And we saw in this game, there was like maybe four passes thrown to him. He had two pass deflections, no passes caught on him against Rob, um, against Robbie Anderson, who has been balling as of late. So Gilmore has been great. Uh, Trey Flowers, again, 
We have Derek. He says, pay flowers. He, this is a guy. You heard me say it too earlier, <laughs> yep. Mark. This is a guy that pay had flowers. a great year. His numbers are not going to shoot out the roof where, you know, non-Patriot watchers will see him say, oh, he doesn't deserve a, a Pro Bowl nod. He's not. But if you know football, you know that this guy is going to get paid. He disrupts the passing game. He disrupts the running game. He's He gets to the quarterback. This is He does every little thing that you need, whether you need him to cover it outside or you need him to rush inside. Trey Flowers is your guy. He's been amazing this year. He's been your best defensive player as long as he stays healthy he's your best defensive guy you're gonna need to pay him you know there's numbers out there that he's gonna he's gonna be demanding 80 mil patriots need to look at this offseason and say what the hell did we do wrong last year and what do we need to do this year and it starts with trey flowers yeah if you can retain him that's a huge start obviously other pieces to fill in along the way but trey flowers retaining him and keeping him on his team the next not only next season but the next couple of seasons you know will be Huge for the Patriots defense. Uh, if I have to go for a uh, for regular season MVP for the Patriots, I was going to say and agree with you, Clifton. Sony Michelle, obviously, like I said, breakout rookie season for that running back. I think he was awesome. But the only reason why I wouldn't give it to him is because he did miss games to start the season. Uh, he did miss a game or two yeah. during the season yeah, with a season. knee injury. Um, so just because – he wasn't there consistently. Great season, but a guy who was there from start to finish, I have to agree with you, Marv. Stephon Gilmore, hell of a season. There's right. a reason why he's a pro bowler. You know, his stats as well, they don't really jump out the jump out the uh, the window. You know, he's not a guy who's racking up a bunch of interceptions. I think he only finished the season with two interceptions. But you got to understand, quarterbacks don't throw his way. Nope. Quarterbacks have learned to not throw towards Stephon Gilmore because – He's going to make a great play on the ball that's going to break it up. And there's no point of going that way when Stephon Kilmore is covering your guys. And this is one guy who I feel as you go through the playoffs, say you face the Chargers. And I did say, yes, the Chargers are a team to face. But I'll take a Stephon Gilmore and a Keenan Allen. No problem at all. If that would be the matchup, I'll take my I'll take my chance with Stephon Gilmore and Keenan Allen and him trying to shut him down. So, my MVP, as well as yours, Marv, I got to give it to Stephon Gilmore. You know, I was thinking of offensive players, who would I give? The first person I was thinking of was James White. You know, James, Absolutely. James White, he's been he's been your guy. He had another touchdown today, um, rushed the ball for four times for 40, 30 yards. He had um, four receptions for 40 yards as well, plus the touchdown. He's been Mr. Reliable. He has been Brady's number one target. Yep. He's and every time Brady has given him the ball, he's done damage. You know, Rex Burkhead coming in, I think slowed down his rhythm. We oh, saw this numbers could have been amazing if Burkhead didn't. Come Burkhead in. came in and slowed down his numbers, and he didn't seem like he was in rhythm anymore. Once he got the ball, he looked a little slow to me, a little sluggish. But coming in, he's going to be the guy in the playoff that you need. <laughs> That defensive coordinators need to plan around James yeah. White. Very true. Because James White is going to be the X factor. We saw in the playoffs last year and the playoffs before, James White has been that guy to come in when, you know, Deion Lewis has been hobbled. So I love what I saw from James White this year. You know, I was a guy that was saying that he should be should have been a Pro Bowl nominee, like on week five, you know. So 
James White, you have to if we're gonna talk anybody on the offense, I love what I saw from James White this year. Eighty-seven receptions from your running back in James Wright. Eighty-seven receptions. You know, who would have ever thought that obviously you saw, you know, flashes here and there of James White and what he's able to, you know, contribute to the team. You know, he was huge in that Super Bowl game against the Falcons. Um, but what an amazing career. Like I was saying, you know, Burkhead came in and they slowed him down. I, that's one area that I have an issue with the Patriots, that they never should have, you know, taken away from James White and his production just because Burkhead was back. But, you know, that's that's just in my opinion. But, yes, James White can definitely be in consideration. If you want to go offensive uh, MVP and defensive MVP, I think, yes, James White, Stephon Gilmore, or Sonny Michelle, however you feel, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, deserving of that award. Weird that we don't we don't say Tom Brady in a year like this. He obviously had a great year as well. And Patriots don't win eleven games if you don't have Tom Brady Very at true. the helm of it. Um, so we said got Van Noy. He had a breakout year too. I wouldn't call it a breakout year. I think Flores used him great though. Flores switched everything up how to use Van Noy. We saw Van Noy get exposed a lot last year. Mm -hmm. They try to use him more in that um the Nikovich role here, then he used to get beat. I think this year had him more in the hybrid linebacker role, covering guys that you knew he could cover better, use the specialty. He had great blitz packages, back packages using Van Noy. So Van Noy had a great year as well. Um, they utilized him a lot better, used his skill set, and there was less injuries. You know, Hightower was healthy this year, so you didn't need Van Noy to be that guy where he got exposed last year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't know if I'll call it a breakout year, but I will say I heard Van Noy's name more this year than I did last year. Right. And and it was all, you know, for the most part, positive things from him. So, yeah, and the fact that, yeah, we're not giving Tom Brady the MVP award, you know, his numbers were down. He did have an off-season innocence. Not saying off-season as he sucked, but if you want to be outright and compare it, he had an MVP season last year. He wasn't an MVP this year, point blank, period. Still, he led this team to the season that they had where they're going back to the playoffs once again. What they did they say? Nine straight seasons of first-round first round buys. A lot of that is because of Tom Brady being your quarterback. So respect and credit goes where it's due. You got to shout out Tom Brady as usual. Um, but with that being said, we can – Waste no further time and right. get into the stars and sorries of this game. Uh, let's kick it off with some stars. I see some comments coming in uh, from our guy Clifton. He gives a star to Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Trey Flowers. And I can't argue that with those there, uh, Clifton. Brady had a great game. Four touchdown passes. Can never be mad at that. Obviously, Julian Edelman, his favorite target, you know, Mr. Reliable, even though Edelman – the drops have been – they've been high. They've, they've been, been high this year, but I'll just – five receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. And, yes, Trey Flowers, solid game from him as well. Six tackles, a sack. You know, he did get to the quarterback with a big hit. Um, Did he, did he recover a fumble? Was it? It was – um, it was – It was Van Noy, sorry. Um, but, yes, those three stars I can't argue with at all 
Uh, Marv, do you have anybody? Yeah, else? I'm gonna give the stars to Hogan and Dorsett this game. Oh, that's true. You, you know, those those are the two wide receivers that we all eyes are on now with Gordon no longer being part of this team, and they delivered. They you know, six six receptions, five receptions, respectfully. Hogan has 64 yards, Dorsett 34, and a nice touchdown grab as well. And you you saw Dorsett being used as Cordero Patterson type of ways in those jet sweeps as well. We forget that Dorsett, this is a guy who has incredible speed. So using him in gadget plays will be nice as well if you could add that on with a Cordero Patterson going into two weeks from now. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, Cordero Patterson was not in the game today, you know, trying to save him and have him recover from his knee injury. But, you know, all of these receivers, you know, not world-class best receivers in the NFL, but obviously we've seen Tom Brady work with right. much less talent than these guys that he has this season. Um, but you're going to need all of them to contribute similar to what we saw today from them. But when there's a good, uh, 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 there's the bad. And when you're bad on this post game show, we tell you sorry. sorry. So, sorries of the game. First, you know what? I'm gonna get this out the way. Get it out the way, man. <laughs> Once again, another season. New York Jets suck. <laughs> Four and twelve. Oh, balls. Not making the playoffs again. Todd Bowles, losing season, again. You know. They got a quarterback there who, rookie season, who knows, <clears throat> excuse me, who knows what direction his career will go. But obviously, once you're, you're wearing a Jets uniform, you know, nobody has too many high expectations for you already. But the Jets automatically, for once again, being at the bottom of the division, bottom of the league, you know, just not a talented team with not a good coach. So for the Jets in your season, we have to give you a sorry. Thick Clifton said it. Um, don't ever run your mouth before a regular season game. If you didn't hear, you know, Leonard Williams, he came out earlier saying, you know, with the Patriots this year, you got to really focus on the run. You know, the path, they're not really going to kill you on the passing game. And, you know, pretty much talking talk pretty much that Brady's a sorry quarterback. Hmm, you know, And uh, we, we said it early in the show, we'll say it again, 250 yards, four touchdowns. I think Brady has something to prove in that first half. Lenar Williams, take your sorry ass home <laughs> to the couch, watch some good football these next couple of weeks because you guys will not be in it. Like you said, Todd Bowles. That's the end of an era there. You know, he had a good first season, and then things just started to drop. Sam Darnold, hopefully, you know, he could be – he looks kind of good. Maybe your quarterback for the future. But for right now on this show, Leonard Williams and all the AFC chat, chat, chatters, we're going to give you guys a big fat old sorry. Yeah. You know, AFC East, once again, as usual, per usuals ran by the Patriots, run by the Patriots. Um, but yeah, now all the attention turns to the postseason. Again, we're still waiting to see how these games shake out and who the Patriots will be matched up with uh, in the division round. You know, I think everybody can just be happy with the fact that you will be playing at home. There will yeah. be another game at Gillette Stadium. Um, any final thoughts, Marv, before we you know we wrap up a 2018 regular season and prepare for the postseason? It's time, man. Now this is where this is what I live for. I live for the playoffs. Playoff football is a different type of intensity. 
Patriots fans are blessed enough to be here constantly every single year. We don't know when this can end, Drew. It could end next in these next couple of weeks. We have no idea. So it's time to really enjoy what you had. Enjoy what you had this year. Yes, this team went 11 and 5, but there were still some good moments. There's still some building blocks from this team that can go on forward. Enjoy this year. Enjoy this run that the New England Patriots have been having for the past 18 years when I couldn't even do three times three. So, like, this is a beautiful thing to see right now. So enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were all, we will all be gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, whenever the Patriots do play and they come out with the schedule and the time, you already know Marvin is on and myself will be holding it down, following the game. Um, as the season winds down, no matter how many games the Patriots play, whether it's one more, two more, three more, you know, you could catch Marv. And I continuing to do the show and have something else in the works that will be coming up real soon. We've been teasing it week after week, but I trust you and I promise you stay tuned because you will see uh, something big happening. And even though we won't be here, you know, you could catch us at the Patriots roundtable as well. But we'll be talking about our potential opponent for the following week. That is true as well. Catch up with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But with that being said, Marv, 2018 season in the books. I think we're ready for the playoffs. Let's get it, man. So this has been the Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. Shout out to everybody who's been commenting, sending your messages, your thoughts, your concerns, your whatever. Sending them our way. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys in the playoffs.